said we were going to start half an hour ago, so I just hit record. No, I'm not going to compromise on the library budget. Skeletor compromises on nothing. Find the money. Children should be seen and not heard, and having children's books keeps them reading and silent. Speaking of which, increase the budget for the parks. I want everyone marveling at the wonders of nature and too awestruck to mount a rebellion. Go take care of that... whatever your name is. Yes, King Skeletor. I'll speak to the Guild of Librarians. Is this more or less important than remodeling the dungeons? It is equally important. I... We'll try to make that clear to the budget committee. See that you do. Do you want me to stop recording and come back later? No, I'm ready. It's podcast time. Uh, you have a meeting with Buzzoff in 20 minutes, Your Majesty? Yeah, it seems like you're kind of busy with this whole king thing. Not too busy to yell at my audience about the importance of garden care. What's in the name of Grayskull? Oh, another he, buddy. Of course. You! Yes, you with the... Metal Helmet, who keeps running into the garden wall. Head Bump O, or whatever similarly simple-minded pseudonym you answer to. Get over here! I swear, they're worse than Beast Man. Well, maybe not worse. Ram Man! What? My name! It's Ram Man. Because I ram into things. With my head. My name is not Head Bump O, though. It's Ram Man. Fine, whatever. My father is named Head Bumpo. It's an Italosian name. He's Italosian. Well, if your father is Italosian, aren't you Italosian? No, I'm Ram Man. Fine, whatever. Why were you running into that wall? I do not have to answer you. Randor says I have to do what Skeletor says, because he's king now. But he did not say anything about answering microphone ladies' questions. Ugh. Very well. Ram man, tell my sound minion why you were running into that wall. I don't remember. You don't remember? I do not. Fine, well... Seeing as you're apparently finished attempting to jar your few, no doubt, lonely brain cells free from their cranial prison, I have a task for you. Okay, I'll do it. I don't like it, but I'll ram through the wall of the orphanage. What? No, why would I want you to do that? No, I... I just want you to pick up these bags of fertilizer and then... <gasps> you want me to dump fertilizer on the orphans after I smash through their wall? What an awful thing to do. But I have too much respect for the throne to disobey. I don't like this one bit, not one bit. But it is my sworn duty to obey the king of Eternia. So... No, stop. Just let me finish. I just want you to take this fertilizer over to the west side of the garden and... No, let me stop you right there. I don't want to tell you how to do your evil job, your highness. But I think you'll find that the orphanage is nowhere near the west side of the garden. I know that. So, you don't want me to go to the orphanage? No! I want you to go to the west side of the garden and fill the raised beds with fertilizer. Fill the raised beds? Yes. And how is that supposed to make orphans cry? It isn't. Unless... No, no unless. Unless you're going to tell the orphans that if they find a winning ticket, 
the bottom of the raised bed of Fidelizer, then they win a pony. <gasps> but after they dig through all that fertilizer, instead of a certificate telling them that they now own a pony, all that they find is a picture of a cat with a word bubble coming out of its mouth that says, You stink! And they would, because fertilizer has poop in it. Why a cat? Because ponies are really hard to draw, okay? What is wrong with you? I have a list. You have a what? A list of the things that are wrong with me. Man at Arms says it will save everyone a lot of time if I just keep it with me. That is a really long scroll. Item one. Keeps ramming into things head first. That one is underlined a couple of times. Item two. Poor cooking skills. Item three. Reads lists out of order. Item seven. Insists that music on vinyl has a warmer tone, but does not actually know what that means. Item four. Hygiene. I don't have time for this. Head bump... Ram man. Seeing as the moth cage has yet to be installed in the palace's woefully inadequate dungeon, I'm going to have to report this incompetence to your supervisor. Get him over here. Hey, man-at-arms, get over here. Bunt I mean, King Skeletor wants to talk to you. Riley, why do these so-called heroic warriors insist on doing everything so loudly? You're one to talk. You're always yelling. I'm pretty sure Mechanic can hear that stage whisper you're talking in, and he's all the way on the other side of that courtyard trimming the hedge. Yeah, I heard you just fine. Well, yes, I project my voice, but my minions certainly don't. Speaking from the diaphragm is a privilege, not a right. Decibel count should increase in direct proportion to level of power, not inverse proportion. Yet these bellicose buffoons insist on bellowing their every utterance regardless of their rank. Well, they've never had to do anything sneaky. Maybe they never learned to modulate their voices? No, we just like yelling. Ah. Okay, Ram Man. What is it this time? Did you throw your back out again? I told you to stop running headfirst into that wall. No. Well, yes. But that's not why I yelled for you, man-at-arms. And running into walls is what I do. Do I tell you to stop uh, having a mustache? Yes, constantly. It was the only thing you wrote on that supervisor evaluation form I handed out. Well, that and... A picture of a cat with a word bubble that said, you stink. Hey, those were supposed to be anonymous. And why did you sign it? Ahem. Oh. Duncan? Skeletor? Ahem. King Skeletor. <laughs> King Skeletor, I'm willing to give you the respect due to your office, but I will never agree to help you with your evil schemes. My first duty is to Eternia. And I will do nothing to undermine that. I may be sworn to the throne, but even I uh, Don't have you my... come in here ready to monologue at me! It is I who do the monologuing! Shut your self-righteous yap and get back to turning the soil! I want to see not a trace of this year's garden by the time I get out there. No, I'm sorry. I can't aid and abet your... Wait, soil? Yes, you're on garden duty! Get to it!
Apparently your underlings are intellectually unequal to the task of transporting bags of manure from one location to another without constant and exhaustive supervision, so you are in charge of this project. So you're not going to have me do your evil bidding and, I don't know, poke peasants with sticks? What? No, why would anyone want peasants to be poked with sticks? It does nothing to make them more obedient or less annoying. If anything, it makes them more annoying. Wait, what's with this Duncan business? I thought you were man-at-arms. Yes, people do call me that. Well, let's see it. See what? Whatever it is your arms do. I mean, Ram Man here rams things. Sure do! Snoutspout has a snout that shoots water. Many Faces has many faces. Well, three, but that's more than most people. Mechanic has that creepy telescoping neck and is maybe a mechanic? No, just the neck thing. So if you're man-at-arms, I figure your arms probably do something weird, right? Like maybe swords pop out of them or they turn into tiny tornadoes or like a smaller set of arms pops out of them that you tie together and uses nunchucks. Is it the nunchucks one? I kind of hope it's that one. No, my arms do not contain a smaller set of arms that I can use as nunchucks. <sighs> it's not that kind of name. Why did people start calling you that, Duncan? That must have started after I left the palace for college. Why don't you ask Merman? Merman? Why would I ask that marsh-witted mackerel about anything, let alone the etymology of my new subordinate's nom de guerre? Besides, I'm asking you. Nay, as your liege lord, I am commanding you. Because he was the one who started it. See, my brother Fisto had started a Royal Palace baseball team, and we were playing Merman's Undersea Kingdom. He had just conquered the realm. Oh, come on. Don't tell me you've bought into that waterlogged weirdo's delusions. And he was trying to normalize relations with the surface by setting up a series of exhibition sporting events with local high schools. They trounced us at water polo, obviously. But we were holding our own on the baseball diamond. At least we were at first. That's when a particularly muscly fish man hit the ball directly at me in deep right field. I was a bit of a late bloomer, as Fisto was quick to remind me. Ugh, that guy. He was practically born with five o'clock shadow. Yes, he had a full beard in elementary school. Don't remind me. Randor was the same way. When he was 11, he started a lemonade stand so he could buy mustache wax. Anyway, I wasn't the strongest fielder. It didn't help that Fisto always said the baseball gloves were for wimps and insisted I try to barehand all my catches the way he did with that enormous fist of his. I... I fumbled the catch. And that's when I heard it. From the grandstand, Merman cried out the phrase that would stick with me the rest of my life. <sighs> Manatee arms. I'm sorry, I don't think I caught that. Manatee arms. I don't think he meant anything by it. I've since been informed it's a fairly common expression in his realm, somewhat analogous to our word butterfingers, with the exception that Thankfully, there is not a candy bearing that name. There better not be. But regardless of the intent, the damage had been done. 
Fisto thought manatee arms was the funniest thing he'd ever heard. Back then, compared to him, my biceps were woefully underdeveloped and probably did look a lot like proportionally tiny pectoral fins of a manatee. Eventually, one of the teachers heard him call me that, and Fisto managed to convince them that he was saying man-at-arms, not manatee-arms, as a reference to my then-burgeoning skill with an array of weapons. That was the version of the name that ended up sticking. How did it persist all these years? You have risen through the ranks. Surely you could have just ordered your underlings to stop referring to you by that unseemly epithet. It demeans both you and the noble sea cow. Well, I've asked them to stop, but they don't know the nickname's origin and think I'm just being modest. We've never been that big on chain of command here at the palace. And once man-at-arms caught on with King Randor, that was it. I couldn't exactly order the king not to call me what he considered to be a complimentary nickname. Fisto thinks the whole thing is hilarious. You know how brothers are. Yes, all too well. Constantly lording their luxurious facial hair over you. Yeah. Practically suffocating you with their never-ending support of your every decision. Uh, that's not really... Always telling you how proud they are of you and obsequiously asking how they can help you after you usurp their throne. I think we're maybe not quite on the well, same page. Well, there's plate. a new ruler of Eternia now, Randor. <laughs> now hear this, accursed he-buddies. From this moment forward, let it be decreed that anyone referring to Duncan as Man-at-Arms will be interred in the dungeon for no less than three weeks. They don't seem too upset about that. Our dungeon is pretty plush. And furthermore, during that period of incarceration, they will not be allowed access to the gym. Can we uh, still use the free weights? No, no weightlifting of any kind. Sorry, gang, it's out of my hands. You heard King Skeletor, the fiend. From now on, it's just plain old Duncan. Thank you. Don't mention it. Literally, do not ever mention this. My command was not given out of some misplaced sense of bonhomie for a fellow tormentee of a full-bearded brother. It was just that... That... I can't have a high-ranking member of my court be addressed in an informal manner. It would undermine my authority. Oh, yes, of course. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got some soil to till, your highness. <laughs> Aren't you worried about the fact that Ramban here just heard about the whole aquatic appendages thing? Oh, he's found out about it like four or five times. He never remembers long enough to tell anyone. An almost total lack of short-term memory is definitely on that list he carries around with him. It's right under inability to draw ponies. Fascinating. Look, I'm fine if this is what you want the episode to be like, but normally you try to talk about some plant things. Yes, before these inane distractions, I intended to say, the plant of the episode is the Diffenbachia, or dumb cane. It's a houseplant known for its large, showy leaves. You're welcome. That's it? It's all I have time for! If people want to know more about that, then they're free to go learn about it from the local library. Or the internet. 
Don't remind me. The budget committee doesn't want to hear about my plans for free public Wi-Fi. Why do you care if there's free public Wi-Fi? The more people are busy looking at ridiculous internet jokes, the less likely they are to overthrow me. But doesn't it feel weird that you're doing something good? I'm not doing something good. I'm doing something good for me. A placated populace equals a quiet populace. And with my plans to make the area surrounding Eternos into a bird sanctuary, quiet is going to be very important. That wasn't even on your list of things you said you'd do when you took over Eternia. Well, yes, but birds, Riley. Birds. Yes, they're pleasing. That sounds suspiciously like you're doing good stuff. Look, if you want to hear all about my plans for a battalion of specially trained combat hawks that will swoop down and claw my opponents to ribbons, then I can certainly pull out the feasibility study that the budget committee demanded we do. Is that what you want, Riley? Do you want to hear about this feasibility study? I don't even want to hear the phrase feasibility study. Then shut up and trust that my evilness continues unabated. The fact that larger public works projects are required to make some of my evil dreams a reality is but a minor consequence of my cruel and cunning schemes. What has involved perhaps more unfortunate consequences is Ram Man. Yes, ordinarily the problem causing falls to Beast Man. Bringing him into an unfamiliar place is always a trial. Somehow, when he's in a new place, he forgets how to use the stairs and panics if he loses sight of one of us for even a second. So while he has been cluttering up stairwells or scratching at doors and whimpering, Beast Man has been otherwise unable to mangle any plants. Ram Man, on the other hand, and for reasons best known to himself, has been running at full speed into the garden wall. In doing so, he has been running repeatedly through a patch of stinging nettles. Now in their dried and powdered form, they have been used as a treatment for ailments such as arthritis. But in their lively state, they are almost guaranteed to break the skin out in a rash if touched. He is now covered in anti-itch cream for his pains. Has he learned a valuable lesson about the might of botany from this experience? Perhaps. For the few seconds in which he remembered what had happened, he might have. But rather than attempt to swim against that particular current, we're going to have the stinging nettle cleared and also play some sort of padding on the wall. Don't be silly. What does a wall need padding for? Yeah, I think that's the right call. Stinging nettles. Will they kill Ram Man? No, but given some of the choices he's already making, let's not add gasoline to that fire. Maybe like take some of the gasoline away. We've tried. He's like a homing device. The last time we went out on a mission, he found the wall of a long buried civilization. And he rammed it, right? Yes. Yes, he did. I don't have time for us to go through a list of walls Ram Man has encountered Cranium first. Just hand me a leaf it to me, because apparently I have to go speak to our representative for Morania. Diplomatic relations are important. Only until I can overthrow them as well. Uh, from what I understand, they have even more paperwork than we do. Very tight bureaucracy. Ugh. Fine. They're at the bottom of the list then. Riley, where's the leaf it to me pile? Most of it is still at Snake Mountain. Beastman forwarded the mail, but it looks like he put it through a paper shredder first? Nope, he's chewed it. Must have been snack time when he was boxing it all up. Ugh, it's still damp. And so... gluey. Mm, here's one that's mostly intact. And only a little sticky. How long does it take for a change of address form to go through? He-Man Minion! Uh, we prefer the term he-buddy? It emphasizes friendship and egalitarianism. Oh, how disgusting. I don't know, it kind of feels demeaning. It still makes He-Man the most important part, you know? I... 
never noticed that. Huh. Right, so, anyway, we need more funding into the Postal Service. We need more workers to inject some life into this archaic system. And, much more importantly, I need my change of address forms to be completed. You know, Buddy is kind of diminutizing, too. Right? It's like your small friend. Childlike. It's, it's very childlike. I believe the word you're looking for is patronizing. Wait, what am I saying? What I mean is, I think the word you are looking for is, yes, King Skeletor, <laughs> I'll go put money in the postal system budget right now. Patronizing, yes, and infantilizing. And no, we really need a meeting with the budget committee to go over all your increased funding demands. The budget is very finely balanced, and I think you'll need to talk about where you want this to come from. Yes, yes, fine. Put it on the agenda. Now, leave it to me. Dear Skeletor, that's King Skeletor now. <laughs> My tomato plants have grown well this season. Tomatoes? At this time of year? Wait, when was this written? This letter is from three months ago. Don't we have anything more recent, more relevant to the current season? We have letter confetti. Sticky, beastman saliva-coated confetti. Ugh, why can nothing in this blasted country work the way it's supposed to? Ugh. Fine! My tomato plants have grown well this season, though they seemed to get a late start on really taking off. They flowered well and are producing fruit, but the fruit is much, much smaller than I expected. What is the problem? How can I have the magnificent fist-sized tomatoes of my dreams? Signed, Tiny Tomatoes in Targa. Well, Tiny Tomatoes, it is far too late for this season, and not only because your tomato plants have, no doubt, been tilled under and the beds layered with compost until the spring. Or they should have been, unless you wish to risk the steep fine imposed by ignoring a royal decree. But by the time you had sent this wayward missive, it was already too late. What it comes down to, yet again, is watering. Watering! How many times must I tell you all? Careful, attentive watering is key to gardening greatness. And you, tiny, were neither careful nor attentive. You must be diligent in the early days of your seedlings and be sure to water regularly and deeply in the hot, dry days of summer. Otherwise, your plants will be stressed and will be forced to put too much of their energy into maintaining photosynthesis and not enough into growing the large, luscious fruits that sit heavy and ripe in your palm as you marvel at their lush depth of color and sheen. King Skeletor. I believe we were scheduled for, uh, three o'clock? Ah, yes. Bumblor. I'll be right with you. I think it's Buzz-Off. Actually, it's... But when I arrived at the palace from the Mystic Mountains, Fisto suggested that Buzz-Off was a traditional regional name that was sure to confer a level of respect befitting my station. Uh, it's slang for go away. Is it? <laughs> oh, that Fisto is such a card. I love that guy. Well, Bumblor, your questionable taste and acquaintances notwithstanding, I called you here for a reason. The gardens of the Mystic Mountains are held in justifiable esteem throughout the realm. It is my understanding that over the years, your people have developed certain agricultural techniques that might benefit the gardens here at my royal palace. Well, I wouldn't say secret so much as private. But yes, a healthy flower garden is a bit of a passion for my people. Is there any way my expertise might be of use to you, my lord? Yes, there certainly is. 
And I must say, I find your attitude of unctuous servitude most refreshing. We Andrenids are descended from bees, and as such we are genetically designed to recognize royalty. Besides, I'm always eager to spend a little more time in the garden. Queen Marlena expressly forbade me from getting anywhere near the flower beds during daylight hours. More the fool her. Imagine having access to the Adrenia's fabled pollination techniques and not taking full advantage of them! Well, I assure you, you'll find no such barriers to floral access now that there is a real horticulturalist on the throne. So, you're saying I could just... Mm, go up to the calla lilies right now and start... pollinating... your highness? Absolutely! No time like the present! Although, I'd prefer we start with the hydrangeas. They've been looking a bit frumpy of late. If you think your techniques might improve their growth, have at them. Right here? In front of all these people? Yes. I understand a certain proprietary attitude toward agricultural methods, but if your knowledge will be of use to the rest of my staff, then by all means, demonstrate them. All right. Where is that music coming from? Mmm. Well, hello, you enticing little hydrangea. Ye gods, what are you doing to that plant? Riley, avert your eyes! Way ahead of you. You said you wanted to see my technique. Yes, but I thought you were going to remove non-native plants or demonstrate drift planting. Hmm, <laughs> those are fine and all, but Buzzoff pollinates the old-fashioned way. Jeez, he's really going to town on that plan. Riley, stop the recording. This is a mistake. I'm not opening my eyes. Maybe ever. Which one is the stop button? Just hit them all! Garden Plots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond, Megan Bob, and Nathaniel Hubbard, and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina, and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. Matt at Arms is played by Jared K. Anderson. Ram Man is played by Jay Edidin. Buzz Off is played by Miles Stokes. Key Buddy Number 1 is played by Miles Schneiderman. Mechanic is played by Matthew Seek. Additional music from filmmusic.io by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor at gmail.com, on Tumblr at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor.tumblr.com, or on Twitter at Garden underscore Plots. You can donate to Skeletor schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash GardenPlotsWithSkeletor. Thank you for listening.